0: today's solo episode is simply just uh is um it's just to document my rise from a uh, a simple a simple uh bogger to i don't know at the rise like the early teenage years um i don't know what really gives a fuck but uh, i just said i i just said i put a few stories out there because i think they're funny so i not funny i just think they're like interesting so i thought i'd put a few stories out there so this isn't a big thing like i want attention like there's nothing really like there's nothing mildly impressive in this or like anything that anyone like that. I would seriously want people to know about, but like, it's just kind of like it's there. It's information. You can take it in if you want. You can turn it off right now if you would like to, if you're already sick of my voice, which you may be. Um, Speaking of the voice, though, I'll start with that because I think I didn't always have a country accent. And that was one reason was because of one of the place I worked. I'm not going to say what what what, it, what it, even it is because I know all the people that know what it is then. There like I like when I was 13 or 14 I did not have a country accent whatsoever. Like I had um probably a towny accent. But I don't know like I think people from the town have like a misconception about people from the country that their accents just like magically come out of the sky to come out of the womb like with a big fucking a big rough country accent which is not true at all. But um yeah, I used to have a partial of accent, yeah, but um, I suppose like when you go to school, like you're kind of surrounded by, you're surrounded by a different demographic than you would be in the shop that I worked in. So like, it was two like things rubbing off each other because like I would have started off being like, right. So I would have been like not posh, but I would have been kind of in, in with people like very trendy, um, wouldn't have been seen as a bogger. Like I would have been seen as the lad from the country, but I would have been like, well, like when I got into third, fourth, fifth, like when I got into fifth year and I properly had like a country accent people were just like yeah that's the bogger anyway that's like that's li- i was literally only because like when you're in minute fair enough in good there just be a good few farmers but like in minute there's not one like there was probably i think it was me and two other lads. sorry was there e- was there even two other lads i think there could have been one who was like had a country accent everyone else was like sounded like they were D- from d4 which kind of pisses me off sometimes you know you know like the loud accent it's like um you know like you wee a bastard hey like that like that kind of accent i don't have that anyway but I would like if I was th- the best accent out of them all is that accent. That is fast. Most 13, 14 year olds, like even like the place I work now, you'd always see them, you'd always see them around the place. And they do they do have a bit of an ego that you don't really have at any other age. Because I think life kicks you in the ball so many times from when you're 14 to when you're 20 or 22 or 21. That's I don't know why I said twenty-two. Um, that you probably do lose your ego a bit when you've been kicked that much. Um so yeah, I think there is a natural thing that society does really try to bring you down, and it's uh it's a great world we live in where you just, you're told not to dream and you're told not to do football. So yeah, I think when you're a kid that like kids like that are kind of just like, they're kind of in the stage where they don't really dream anymore, but they're kind of just like, Oh, I want to be an arrogant cunt anyway. Cause I can. And uh, whatever they think they're like, they think they basically think they're adults now because they're not in primary school. Like first years genuinely go around, like they are adults and it's kind of hard to believe when you're like four foot tall and like a 50 kg bag and it, it looks bigger than you like like I think I got a detention once that was I think it was once but it was literally literally just once was for forgetting a book like it wasn't like as if like I punched someone in the face or something like I literally just forgot two books once and I I didn't do my homework once and I think I talked back to a teacher twice or something like that, and it was like simple stuff like that I, I knew, whatever you got five notes of detention um but like I remember when I was in detention like I think I said this on some episode before I was like I didn't want to be there I was terrified like like I was a like, like I wasn't a tough like still I'm not tough whatsoever like um, I probably got tougher Because of like The shop that I worked in Like it was just Pure boggers in there So like I probably had to get Somewhere tough But like I wouldn't be like I'm still like I On the tough scale I'd be definitely At the lower half of it Like It was funny Because like I remember I used to I was getting like The note to go to detention And I would see like All the all the people getting like absolutely roared at. Like there was a like, there was lads who got detention for like worse stuff than I did. Like, and they, like they got detention just because they couldn't think of what else to do with them. And they probably weren't even allowed to expel them because they were so young. So like, they were just like, this is the only place we can put you that like, it looks like we're actually doing something about it. And uh like some of the shit, like I heard people like, just, just make like, just kicking the doors off the toilets and like just doing like, uh, there's a lot worse stuff than that. Like I'm not, can't really remember most of the stuff that people did but like the one the girl the woman like teacher who was giving out the notes was absolutely screaming at this lab when when they came out i was like oh shit it's gonna be me next i was like when i think about it now like why the fuck she doesn't care like you didn't do your homework once like she's she, her priority is someone who tried to like kick the door off its hinges like if they could get me off doing attention they probably would have. they were they didn't really see me as like a threat obviously like you know criminal or anything like that so I could mark that off my bucket list anyway, getting attention from an early age. That was fucking some crack. No, you you kind of just learn to toughen up. Like, I actually, the best lessons I ever learned was in that show. I think I probably would still be a fucking freak of a young lad if I was, if I didn't go there. Because I think what it taught me was like, sometimes if you don't want to do shit, you still have to do it. Because like, like, there was literally no way I could ever get out. Like the only time I really missed any days, like I did miss a good few days, actually one time because I think, what was it, my back I did in or something? Um yeah, but it was good crack. Like, I think as I actually got into the place, I loved it like, and I kind of that's what happened. Then I became it started to shift like after a while to where like I was kind of like accepted there, and like I in the in school then I was just like a fucking weirdo because I had this big country accent then and I just suddenly changed. And people thought I was putting it on, but like when you talk to people from the country all day who have extreme, like proper, like as if they're like chewing clay, like when they're talking to you, when you talk to them all day it rubs off on you eventually. So, like, I was not... Fa- like, as I'm talking now, this is exactly how I talk right now. So, like... Like, I would challenge the poshest young fella and, like, the... Perceived as, like, the softest young fella, like, who just... Really lazy and all like that. Like, if they could just do that job, like, I feel like... anyone Like, that shop would literally turn you in... It's literally like the bogger factory. Like, it'd turn you into a bogger. Like, like any uh But, yeah, like, it's um but yeah like it did make like there were some tough fucking times like even like over a f- few of them summers like i had to do silage once and uh it's just dirt like it's actually dirt and like if you're a farmer like you'd love it but like i that's like i I was i'm kind of an outsider to farmer like i'm i think people kind of hear me asking and maybe think i know something about it but i do not have a fucking notion like i literally could not know less about farming like i literally just know a bit about like wrapping bales we're not wrapping bales wrapping or sign saying not wrapping a pit like covering a pit just because i did it for like four hours like like we got there like i finished work like i don't know how i'm still alive after it's be honest, because i'm so fucking tired like finished work at about like like the shop so the shop went from nine to six and obviously like we never actually finished on time because the owner of the shop is too fucking obliging to like say no we're closed at six so when i comes in at fucking seven we're still open so we left at quarter to seven I was too like, proud to say, like, like he was asking, like, oh, do you want something to eat? Like, before we go, you know, go to cover, like, to finish the side. We were like, throwing, like, we were basically covering that and throwing, like, 200 tires on top of it. So he was like, look, do you want something to eat first? Like, you know, you, this would be going on for a while. Like, this was eight o'clock, right? I was like, no, nah, fuck, it. I'll be grand. to will be all right. I just had a bottle of water, like, thinking I was all tough and all. And thinking I'd be grand, like, because I hadn't eaten something since, like, two o'clock. And, like, inwardly, I was starving. But it's that la- thing of being a lad, you're like, no, no, look, i grand, yeah, I don't need food, I'll be all right, I'll survive, and, like, I was, like, I was dying, like, and then we went to do the tires, and, like, all of us, there was three of us there, like, so three of us who worked in the shop that day, so we were just covering up the pit, so whatever pit was, anyone who's done silage, like, knows it's a pit, like, it's just, it's just fucking grass, basically, that's all it is, Um, and whatever, a bit of slurry on top, of it, or whatever, it's I don't even, re- I don't even know what was on top of it. and I couldn't really give a shit, I just wanted to go home, and basically yes so covering it up with the big cover yoke. that's like like this is yeah whatever I don't really give a fuck what length of this obviously then put the tires on it and like, it was just it just got intense after a while because everyone was hungry everyone was tired and everyone just like I, like they started taking it out on me because I didn't really know what I was at and it was like I remember it was like one in the morning still doing this and I was like oh like don't you know that feeling where you're like at work and you're just like best like that was one of them character building experiences that was like if you don't study or do something in school like you're gonna end up doing this shit every year like your life like i can see how they found it some way fun like i feel like farmers are attracted to misery and like things that aren't fun like i don't think they actually like having fun lives sometimes they literally just are addicted to fucking misery and like porn, like porn slurry on themselves i don't know what it is but they do have an addiction to misery there is something in farmers that they do like it but uh, yeah, we, we finished up at about two or three o'clock and like, I was picked up at like three o'clock and I was like, or sorry, two o'clock and they were still, they weren't even finished actually. Sorry. I had to get picked up because I was so tired. Like I physically couldn't even move anymore. I'd been up since seven that morning. And like, and like, that's the thing. Like I wouldn't be extreme hard work. Like the likes of a farmer goes through that easy. They'd probably go a whole day without eating and they'd do all that work handy with their eyes closed. But I was literally, like, I was about, like, I nearly fell off the side of the pit. Like, the pit was about 20 foot tall, I'd say. And I nearly fell off the side of it. Like, I would have fallen just into, like, just, like, cow shite, obviously. Like. And uh, I was like, oh, God. Because I nearly slipped off the side of it. And I was just, I was just so weak. like, And I couldn't, it, we got to a time where I just couldn't even climb up it anymore. I was just, like, I was just throwing up tires to the others. I'm like, or sorry, not throwing up tires. You're putting tires on the side and you're putting a few on the top. But, like, I couldn't even, I literally couldn't even move anymore. So, yeah, that was another thing. And then, like, yeah, the last thing I'll say is, like, that's, like, there was another thing where, like, an order used to come into the shop, and it'd be, like, 7 a.m. or something in the morning, and we'd have to come in. Like, and the thing is, well, you'd be at the shop, and most of the day, you'd be just scratching your arse, doing nothing anyway. And one of these pricks, he had an idea that we should come in at 7 o'clock and move all the timber and stuff. Like, as if you wouldn't be fucking tired enough. And, like, as I said, they just love graft. Like, they just love working, like, and I hated it sometimes like i was just thinking of the money to be honest most of the time but like it was um you get up at like six i was up at like half six and we were in there for seven moving timbers and like like is this shit worth it? like what is this actually for like you think about you doing moving gutters getting soaked like like and you like and like it's not and i remember looking at my clock it's like it's nine o'clock we haven't even started working yet i've already done two hours i'm probably not even gonna get fucking paid for this knowing how tight this lad is, like, we're not even gonna get paid for this, like, I've just been working my arse off, and I'm already, like, it, the feel of being already tired before you start your work day, like, I mean, like, obviously, people are tired going into work, but like, being actually, like, physically fucked, like, we were lifting timbers for two hours straight, I was fucking bet. like, we were lifting them at pace as well, because, like, we had to, like, they were heavy timbers, like, they were, like, three-inch fucking timber, like, three-inch thick timbers, Like they were thick, they were fucking... Sorry, five inch, three or four. Like they were fucking thick. They weren't like the one inch thick timber. Like they were fucking thick. So yeah, that was it. But yeah, Jesus Christ. Like I don't know. It just made me like it, It's kind of just like hardship. Like I think hardship in life is great, but like fuck me. Like I kind of happy to be gone out of it. Like I'm actually just tired even thinking about it. To be honest, what I'll say for it is the shop did make me work very hard. Like I, I any graft I have in me now, like I do. I do like working hard now and I like getting up early. Like before, like I was such a lazy bollocks. Like I get up at 12 or one on the weekends. Like, I know that's fine, whatever some people do. But like, I think i kind of glad that like, I, I understand, I, I got this into my system where like, because I was just surrounded by workers like, and I was just people who worked their hours off seven days a week. And I just got the mindset in my head that like, you know, just look how much they do. You can surely do a percentage of what they do. Like. You at least get up early and like, you know, be enthusiastic about something like so. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, it was good. It was good in the end. It, I think it was somewhere I kind of felt like I belonged towards the end. Like I was kind of, I I spoke the same as ever. Like nothing worse than you go out to the start and you sound like, oh, hello. And you I, it wasn't that bad, but like you sound like a posh prick. Like And when you finish at the end, like you're kind of like, you know, like I felt like Will McKenzie going into the garage at the start. Like that's exactly how I felt. Like I was just like, I didn't fit in at all. And everyone was kind of just like dog rough. And like they were just tough bastards. Like not that I was on uh, ever anywhere near tough as i like I saw lads like the amount of stuff that's dropped on my feet like is unbelievable like lads literally just drop timbers on your feet just to see how tough you are and like it's tough because like, I dropped a piece of like box iron like it's literally just like it's like it's like a piece of steel right so it's like it's just like see like in a box with like a hole in the, like a box hole in the middle of it that fell on my foot I genuinely thought I was going to die like I was in that much pain I was like I was like just like fucking scream and I, I was just I was grimacing like I was in bits for hours like my foot was like my foot was like just it wasn't swell like no there was no actual like you couldn't really see what had happened but like my feet were all just like my toes were all just fucking cut and like fucking bruised it was it was agony. I couldn't walk for the day like and like people just the amount of stuff that's dropped on my fingers dropped on my fucking feet I think it toughened me up a bit because like you know in moments like that where you're like what the fuck did you do that for like my hands are fucking my hands are broken like in bits like that that's kind of when you toughen up a bit but like i've literally seen lads i saw a lad drop a timber he kind of, i think he did it deliberately because like he dropped it on his own hand right he dropped it from iraq not like iraq the country like iraq he dropped it from iraq onto his hand like a heavy bit of timber landed on his fingers and he didn't even move like The other way you go, ah, fuck, like something like that. He didn't even move. So that's why I'm like just convinced they're just a different breed. So that's why I have so much admiration for them. Because I know they're tough bastards and I know like how much they actually suffer. Because I know it's a tough L profession, but I think they like it tough. I don't think they actually, you know, farmers don't want things easy because I think then they kind of get paranoid thinking they're not doing enough. So they kind of have to be run into the ground every day of their lives and like out of fucking out of energy all the time and have to be miserable to know they're doing enough work. So yeah. That is my experience with the bogger folk, and yeah, that's how I kind of transitioned from a posh townie into a bogger, and obviously how I learned to not be a lazy prick. So yeah, thanks very much for listening to this solo episode. I'm wrecked from talking, and hopefully I'll see you next week if I'm not.